passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, let's see what's going on next. We got Damian Harris signing with the Bills. I think that's the last signing we, we need to go over. Um, you know, this is an interesting one, right? Because... It's a similar situation, except that James Cook has the draft capital kind of backing him up a little bit. Second round draft capital, right, right. Uh, in Buffalo. You have Devin Singletary leaving to Houston, and they bring in Damian Harris within the within the division. But Damian Harris, I think he's a better back than Devin Singletary. Now, the issue here is that Devin Singletary, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Damian Harris hasn't been able to stay healthy, right? I think that's been his main concern over the past couple of seasons. He's always been a talented back, couldn't stay healthy. Last year, Ramondre obviously took over that backfield with Damian Harris banged up the entire year pretty much. He would come back, get hurt, come back, get hurt. Right. Um, will that continue? Possibly. And because of that potential, potentially happening again this season, you know, James Cook, could see some major opportunity this year. Now, if Damian Harris starts the year pretty healthy, I could see this backfield being, you know, split, you know, more than we want if you have if we have James Cook. Right. Uh, but I'm not sure that James Cook is somebody that I'll be overly investing next season. Um, I wouldn't be I won't even be surprised again if the Bills brought in another running back. It seems like they're search they drafted James Cook, they're still searching for a running back, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they brought He's- in Naheem Hines. He's still there. Uh, he just took a pay cut. He just restructured his deal. Took a pay cut and he's staying on the team for another year. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's a lot. That's just too many running backs in a backfield again for me to say that James Cook is going to be the guy, especially with Damian Harris. Like you said, I do think Damian Harris is an upgrade over Devin Singletary. So at this point, the competition has only gotten better for James Cook. So now it just seems like it's going to be more of the same. And James Cook might be relegated to passing downs. We thought that would be Naeem Hines last season. That never happened. For some reason, they traded for him in the middle of the season. It looked like he was going to get that work, and he didn't. <laughs> so that was a little mm-hmm. confusing. But with Damian Harris, he excels in the run game. That's about it. But he can run very well. He runs hard. If he plays, I think we're looking at the same type of season for James Cook again. It might just be sitting here like, why isn't he getting the workload that we want him to? It's just because they're holding him up. They don't feature yeah. a run game hardly at all in Buffalo. 
And and you know, he, honestly, like he's he's a little undersized. You know, like he's he's right at that two hundred mark. You know, I think he came in at the combine at two hundred four or something like that, which was great news. Right. But like, I don't know what he's playing at. Is he playing at? He's probably playing at less. Like, I don't think two hundred four is his natural size. Um, no. so my assumption is that you know he's not playing at that weight. He is you know a leaner back, and we've seen that last last year. He he was a he's a lean back. He's not a big back, so he's not an every down type of guy. Uh, so bringing in Damian Harris, like from an NFL perspective, it makes sense. You know, you have that big body to shoulder most of the load, and then you have James Cook coming in and getting the type of carries where he can be efficient, right? Um, but I think he maxes out at like 15 touches a game, um, which is which would be a great thing for James Cook. I would love that because mm -hmm. I, I can see three, four of those touches being catches. Um, but at the end of the day, like this isn't great. And and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills draft a running back. I really right. wouldn't. Would, would James Cook ever be able to do you think you said he's a smaller back do you think he'd ever be a three down back on any team i think he think could be a three down back i just don't think he can be an every down back so i look at guys like think about tony pollard's role last year like even though right. pollard isn't a small back but like think about his role that's the role that i envision for james cook you know mix in on right. early downs and be the passing down guy like that's that's really all i want you know i, I don't need a whole lot you know 15 7 to 17 touches you know, with a big portion of that coming in the past game, I would love that. Um, I think, you know, you always look at a guy like Austin Eckler as like the poster child of this, you know, yeah. smaller five, eight back, you know, I mean, you know, James Cook is a taller guy, but like, you know, you have a smaller back, you know, doing a lot, right? Austin Eckler still like, even though he's a fantasy monster, he doesn't play more than 65% of snaps. So right. as long as you can be efficient, I'm happy. Um, and James Cook is that type of back where he can be efficient. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for. And on a really good offense, you can kind of hope for that. And you can kind of depend on that. You a can be bit optimistic. More. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. And I think, you know, I might end up doing that in drafts depending on his price. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I'm curious to see where he's going to underdog drafts right now. James Cook is going off the board relatively late. Actually, he's going off the board in the eighth round right now, which isn't bad at all. That's, I think that's a little high. You know, I think that might have been because I don't think the market has adjusted to the Damian Harris signing just yet. Because that was overnight last night. Just like Brandon Cooks. Hey, listen, that has really the adjusted. Round, if he's in the eighth round right now, I'm cool with that. All right. That's an interesting take. I don't know. I don't know if I trust that just yet. I think you might be able to get better value I, I don't out trust of it. <laughs> I think you might be able to get better value out of a receiver in the eighth round, but that's just me. Like an Adam Thielen. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm kidding. Adam Thielen, dude, I swear to God. <laughs> I cannot wait until we're having Adam Thielen debates in like a couple months. Oh, so when these ADPs adjust after the draft and Adam Thielen is still their wide receiver dude, one. It, it's I funny. It's funny because we say in a couple months and it seems like a while away. It's coming fast. Like it's it already almost a draft. We're like a month away from the draft. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right. I want to get into real quick. There's two major wide receivers who could find new landing spots, and that's OBJ. He needs a landing spot. And then DeAndre Hopkins, he needs a new landing spot. Right. What do you think are the best landing spots for these two guys? For Odell, from a fantasy perspective, I want to say the Ravens. If I were talking just overall, looking like and a are good we assuming, receiver, I'm, I'm assuming that you're assuming that Lamar will be. Yeah, assuming Lamar is there. If Lamar isn't there, then it's not obviously not going to be the Ravens. But if Lamar is there, which I still think that's going to be the case, it's just really weird. It's been super quiet on the Lamar front, but we're going to leave it at that. It's been quiet. If he stays, Odell going to the Ravens is the best option for him for fantasy wise but if he wants to look like just a good receiver and compete for a championship the best spot for him to go would be the jets because aaron Rodgers wants him and if aaron Rodgers wants him then he gets him because that's just how it works nowadays so <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. It yeah so what do you think apparently do you think he'd have a better landing spot elsewhere yeah i think two teams that clearly need a wide receiver are the chiefs and the bills um, and I, and you know th- those are easy answers, uh, but also you know I think Minnesota like on the low could use a wide receiver as well. Um, now I don't know if they're willing to give up anything, but the Bills like they they need to replace Gabriel Davis, right? Like that needs to happen. So I can see Hopkins going there. I can see OBJ going there. Uh, same thing with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are desperate, and the Chiefs I think reportedly are interested in Odell services. So that'll be interesting yeah. to see. I could see that working out. Odell, he looked good in his his workout. Apparently, according to you know people who were there, and him pairing up with Patrick Mahomes, I think would be pretty fantasy relevant. Uh, but I think those two landing spots, and you know, it sounds kind of weird. You know, those are two great offenses, but these yeah. they both it's, these teams need wide receivers badly. It's like funny the Bills to think have about. nobody yeah. behind Stephon behind Diggs. They have nobody. Like Gary that- Davis is nobody. Last year, at this point, I would have told you that at this time last year, I would have told you that Gabe Davis was somebody behind Diggs, but he's just not consistent enough. Well, and not only that, they had Jamison Crowder, they had uh, Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie. You know, yep. they they ended up drafting um, Khalil, Khalil Shakir, Shakir, and you know, Khalil Shakir might end up being their slot guy. Who knows? Um, but you know, that would be nice. I would like that to happen. But yeah. you know, in terms of anybody established. They don't have anybody right now. So they desperately need that person. You know, Stefan Diggs was recently on the shop on LeBron James show. And like, you know, he was talking about like how he just can't figure out why they can't get over the hump. Like, it's like, it doesn't make any sense to him. And I think a second legit wide receiver would mean the world to that offense. I really do. Yeah, it would. But also a big reason they can't get over the hump is because they're playing against either Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes every time they get to the divisional round. So that's also a big yeah. reason. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's tough. They have... Yeah rounded out receiving court yeah. besides the Chiefs. But it's it's funny to think, like you said, that the Chiefs and the Bills are these two teams that don't have rounded out receiving course and the Chiefs are coming off the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that that's I just know. funny to think about. The Chiefs right it now is. they have they have 
Do you think they're in? I mean, obviously they have Travis Kelsey, but in terms of wide receivers on the roster, are they competing with Carolina for like the least secure receiver room right now? One, I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, Travis Kelsey, you know, brings that delta up a lot. Yeah, um, but but yeah, no. I mean, if you're talking strictly wide receivers, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't say so. You have Sky Moore, you have Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. We don't know what Sky Moore is at all. I mean, do they right. still? Have, they have Marquez Valdez Scantling still. They do. And, he was kind of a hero. Was it the divisional round he had that big game? Yes. So, but he's not going to be, you know, a consistent contributor. He's going to be a spot contributor. That's where he's going to, you know, make his role. So that is interesting to think about because imagine like if the Chiefs draft like one of these receivers coming out of the draft class, like big body Quentin Quentin Johnston. That might be interesting. Uh, we'll see. Oh yeah. I mean, they should figure out a way to get a get a receiver for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on, real quick. Just, just want to touch on the Austin Eckler stuff real quick. He went on, who was it, Jake? Was it Jake Long's podcast? I think it was. Uh, and he said that he's basically, he, he was pretty open about it and said that he is looking for a long-term deal. He's looking for, you know, he re, he's realizing that the Chargers don't want him in, his, in their long-term plans. Right. And, you know, he's 27 right now, going on 28. So he's getting up there. Now, for a running back, listen, like you're getting to the you're getting past your apex. Okay. Yeah. He's talking about he's in his prime, and I would probably agree with him because the last two seasons have been nothing short but miraculous, right? Yeah. Um, so he might he might be a he was already an anomaly, but let's be honest. Number one, his size. Number two, lack of draft draft capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Number three, you know, being a goal line back in his size. Like he everything is just like you know, he's just a guy who defined all, defied all the odds. But I don't know what the Chargers are going to do here. Um, and I'm not sure that Austin Eckler is going to get what he wants. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get what he wants from a contract perspective or from a usage perspective now. Maybe he wants out because he saw what Kellen Moore did to the running back situation in Dallas. And he wasn't running one. He was running two. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's interesting. Yeah. I think there's going to be a big change. I, I, I do agree with you there. That's a good co- point. And I, and I thought scheme, about that too. The scheme change, you know, he might be looking at this as I'm not going to get my workload anymore. I know what I'm doing. You know, like this could be bad. Like he, for a guy that, like you said, is as old as he is. Not that he's old, but he's getting there. 27, 28, you know. And with the size that he is, you know, the draft capital that you said, for him to still be producing like this at such a freakishly high level – and being a goal line back is just like this perfect storm that you're wondering how long it can last. And this coaching change might be the start. It might be the Jenga block that takes it all down. He might see that. He might be like, get me out of here. I'll go be a contributor somewhere else. I think that could definitely be part of it. I agree. I agree. And, you know, it, listen, if I were him, like the way that I'm framing this is I acknowledge the the running backs at age 28 or so acknowledge their downfall right but show why you are not that guy right like show why you are not going to be the guy who falls off the cliff right like if you don't acknowledge it like there's no way that you can address it and i think that's something that needs to be addressed because at this point nfl teams know that once you're at the age of like 28 that's kind of where that's kind of when running backs you know the wheels fall off yep uh, yeah yeah so (laughs) He he he! I could totally understand that he's an anomaly, and he think he he thinks he is, but he has to acknowledge the fact that yes, that is the time where running backs do fall off a cliff, and he needs to prove he needs to show why he, why that's not the case for him. 
So, uh, you know, I love Austin Eckler. You know, he's a big yeah, fantasy football ambassador. <laughs> so, like, we love the guy. So, we hope he get, he gets his money uh, wherever he goes. I think that's more important than where he lands for fantasy purposes. Uh, but we would love for him to land in a spot that does provide some fantasy football yeah. awesomeness. That would be great. He might be trying to do us a solid by getting out. He might recognize maybe. this is not maybe, good maybe. for my fantasy stock. <laughs> I need to help these guys out. I, I, hey man, listen, like he probably sees he probably's doing he's probably doing his own fantasy football analysis himself. And he's like, listen, man, with Kellamore coming in, I'm not sure I'm gonna get the same type of opportunity. So I gotta right. get those 20 touchdowns once again. Curl um, Kellen. <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. All right. That's gonna do it for this episode, guys. We appreciate you. Uh we're going to hit on some dynasty stuff next in the next episode, go over some running backs um, and some more news and all that. So make sure you tune in. We're going to be hitting those rookies pretty hard now moving forward uh, all the way up until the draft. We're going to talk running backs, who should, you should invest in, who could have potential opportunity in year one, um, you know, who we're taking round one, sleepers, all that. Yeah. All right. Yep. So make sure you're tuning in for the rest of the offseason. Zach, take it easy, brother. We'll see you guys soon. Later. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 